Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello. Jamie. Welcome back to the podcast. Sorry, Timmy. <laughs> I used a lot of bad words last time, Timmy, and I had to stop this broadcast to mention it. All right, I'm ready. On this episode, we apologize for all the F-bombs to Carly's nephew. I shouldn't have been listening to what him. What is he? He's like four? He's six. six. <laughs> all right, first of all, six-year-olds should not listen to the no, fucking podcast. No, they should not. FYI, listeners, this is not I mean, a Jesus Christ, friendly. a goddamn podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? Only Elaine even picks movies that are family-friendly. <laughs> That's not true. Tony picked a cartoon. That was... We all have. No. Hey, that one is not family friendly. You want to know why? Hashtag not my prime. Whoa. <laughs> Rodimus Prime? I no. I $10 no. No. You no. picked nine. I did. And uh, Wreck-It Ralph. And Wreck-It Ralph. Elaine picked that... Uh, picked Adventures. Slumberland. Slumberland. Jason X and Jack Frost. Both kid friendly. <laughs> Jason X might be the least kid-friendly episode. I pick Queen of the Dam. That's kid-friendly. Yeah. No, no, no kids are armed in it. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Action adventure. We take turns selecting from a movie genre, movies that in our opinion have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's this pick... On the podcast <laughs> is... Tony's. <laughs> well, nobody was saying anything. We were waiting for you to pause. I did pause. He did yeah. pause. For I have to play back. <laughs> All right, hold on. No. Okay. So we're doing the so lie detector test has revealed that as to be a lie. Um, I believe so Tony. So your pick so is Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. He said it with Johnny, starring the great Johnny Depp. Nineteen ninety nine. That movie's already twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing this in the theater. You weren't there. Queen of the Dams is almost, tw- was it 20 or 21 years old? It's no, that was in 2000. So it was 17. That okay. thing you posted, it turned 17 today. Sweet and then, 17. And then The Last Dragon. That was like 50. Like a bunch of our movies <laughs> came out like this month, uh, however many years ago. Well, The Last Dragon was the early 80s, so. Yeah, it was like Last Dragon, and, and there was another movie that came out like this week. Or Big Trouble in Little Giant, it was like the last, the last Dragon is almost as old as you, hon. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> And so, a little kid, yeah, he's a grandfather now. <laughs> <laughs> so this film is based loosely on the 1820, which that's going to have an anniversary coming up too, short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Loosely, as in they got a couple as things in, right. Yeah. Same name. Vaguely. <laughs> Not even. There was an Ichabod <clears throat> Crane. Yeah. And the Headless Horseman. Yeah. And that's and pretty much it. All. <laughs> and that's about it. Maybe some grass and trees. Yeah, there were some trees in both. Apparently, there was a lot of headless horsemen myths all over the country. They didn't have uh, internet, so they didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> they were trolling about headless horsemen. Mm. So this film is littered with welcome back to the podcasts. So the screenplay was written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Welcome back to the podcast. He did The Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Directed by Tim Timothy Walter Burton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. He did uh, nine, right? And Beetlejuice. Well, that we did. Already. Yeah, but we I know did we should nine. do Beetlejuice. No, we really should. We can't though, not unless now. you pick it. It has to be a birthday pick. Right. Yeah, I'm let's actually... do it instead of this. Right. <laughs> I'm ready. I can do it without it. Well, the dress that she wears in the very last scene is the same fabric pattern as the uh, suit that Beetlejuice wears. Did you know that? No. Now you do. Yeah. <laughs> I read the trivia. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. 
mm-hmm. starring Johnny Depp. Who My has favorite quote, nice fucking model. Not been on the <laughs> podcast yet. Really? No. no I looked. Where's Johnny Depp? Wow. 200? No, no. That's because you didn't do Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yet. Yet. Yeah. You threatened it earlier last year. Uh, we both thought about doing Sweeney Todd. Because there was a barber, excuse me, a barber and his wife. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Christina Ricci, from Adam's family. Yeah. Welcome back, Christopher Walken, True Romance and The Rundown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot he was in The Rundown. <laughs> this is this completes our Christopher Walken trilogy. <laughs> no. The weirdest Christopher no. Walken trilogy <laughs> <laughs> We can't finish up the Christopher Walken movie madness until we do Joe Dirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> Talking to my guy all wrong. I don't know. He's in the face with a soldering He's been in some weird-ass movies. <laughs> no, nothing creepier than the Fat Boy Slim video, though. When he's dancing it's not creepy. Time. No, it is. It's like, oh it's my God. It's not creepy. It's awesome. Yeah, whatever. So I got you, two reviews. You want good or bad? I want, yeah. Good. Start with good and then finish with bad because bad's always better. All right. First one is from Peter C. What's up, okay. Pete? As in S-E-A. Oh, okay. okay. So... Peter sees. <laughs> Best scary movie ever. This film is excellent. It is truly awesome. He might be five. <laughs> it has a star-studded cast, including Johnny Depp. <laughs> not for the faint of heart. Not for the faint-hearted, though, as this film mixes gothic, gory, and plain heads rolling around with romance, hilarity in a way, and filled with the hottest of hot Johnny Depp who plays Ichabod Crane as an intelligent, yet perhaps, this is one sentence, by the way, perhaps (laughs) slightly wimpy detective. He faints seven times for crap's sake. Yeah, he's five. But yet he's super hot. And And a girl. Perhaps slightly wimpy. (laughs) I think that this gentleman, Peter C., prefers an effeminate man. Well, the feminine man thing, Johnny Depp on Inside the Actor Studio said he was channeling Angela Lansbury. And a, what, a 14-year-old girl? And a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> so, th- yeah. I do feel the movie lacks faults as it, did, as it is always good to laugh at stupid mistakes people make. I don't... That's kind of robot. So there's... Might no? be a robot wrote this. Is this still <laughs> all one sentence? Yeah. This film is really worth seeing and will make you scared of axes forever. It sent that cold yet exciting chill down your spine and will make you want to see it again and again and even again and again. Wow. Yes. First of all, um, I don't know why do this makes it access, but... Do you think English was their first language? Maybe, maybe not, and I hope not, because then I feel bad making fun of it. But <laughs> Well, uh, because if English is their first language, you've got some problems. Yeah. Or if they're five, you know. Yeah. Fuck. Then we can make fun of them. Fuck right. Fuck kids. They shouldn't listen to the podcast anyway. We exactly. already covered that. Jesus ten, fucking Christ. Ten out of ten stars. <laughs> Second <laughs> one. Drop an F-bomb, Carly. It feels good. <laughs> the Carly second. doesn't swear very much. <laughs> Yes, she does. Oh, yeah, we're going to go slam Carly's hand in the door. She'll say shit and motherfucker. Well, not compared to the rest of us. Mm. Second one is from RDM911. Okay. The only horror is in the editing. <laughs> surely this surely this film was hacked up by the studio. Perhaps not, but I feel there were serious flaws in the storytelling that if not attributed to the editing process could only be caused by grievously bad criminal indeed writing and directing. Wow. And it goes on for a while. But we're just going to go there. Mm-hmm. One out of ten stars. Yeah. Wow. See, I always pick really short reviews because I don't feel like reading long ones. I like. Well, I just read like the first paragraph, and if it's funny, I'll keep it. I like it when they're really su- succinct with their hatred. <laughs> I look for reviews. Are like, what was the one that I had recently? First viewing, definitely last. <laughs> yes. I thought that was so great. <laughs> what did you think going in, Carly? I knew nothing. 
I knew oh. absolutely. I had heard of the Headless Horseman. Hmm. Had you never um, even seen the cartoon? What did no. you hear about the Headless Horseman? Uh, okay, this is, head. <laughs> this is my experience oh, with the Headless Horseman. I went on a haunted hayride. Oh boy! Once as a teenager, and someone came by yes. on a horse that was the Headless Horseman, and people were like, "Ooh, it's the Headless Horseman." Carla was like a headless horseman once, <laughs> just once. That's that's it. Oh. I had heard the name Ichabod Crane, <clears throat> and based yeah. on that hayride, knew the headless horseman. Not you had heard the name Ichabod, Crane. but you didn't know that Ichabod Crane and the headless horseman were connected. No, okay, intriguing. <laughs> but I, I think it's like I really do enjoy like Carly's Ichabod Crane, or like I don't know, like I've yeah, heard people. There's talk a cartoon about and there are songs <laughs> from the cartoon. Yeah, like there was a the Disney a Disney awesome. cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I never saw it. So I knew. I'm fairly confident saying it's better than this movie, well, and I haven't seen it since I was seven. And I'm just going to go out there on a limb and say it's way better. Than this. <laughs> we started watching it, and Amanda ten out of ten stars. You know what? Gator says you better quit it, you punk ass bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amanda's in the room and she's like, "Oh, the something something," and, and she's like, "You know about this, right?" And I'm like, "No, I don't know. I don't know." And she's like, "How do you not know? You didn't see the cartoon?" Well, Amanda, that's a question we've asked on this podcast many a time. Carly, How do you not know? Carly came from space a year ago. <laughs> we started a podcast. John, what did you think of this movie? Oh, well, I thought, hey, I saw this when it came out in the theaters. Remember mm. thinking it was okay. Mm. We're buying it on DVD and watching it a couple times. Mm. And now I can't figure out where that movie went. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. We had to rent it on, I think it was Amazon or something, because we, we could not Amazon. find the DVD. Well, Elaine I, couldn't, which means that if I look hard enough, it'll be right in front of my face. <laughs> Probably right behind her right now. I check there. Yeah, we'll see about that. Twice. If I find Twice. it, you owe me three dollars. Oh shit! Okay, $3. I'll give you three dollars. The gauntlet has been thrown. Two ninety nine. We always do standard def. It's yeah, we do too. Yeah, we, there's no reason to pay it's the three ninety nine for high def, and it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, Lane, I thought, ooh, I like this movie. That was it. That was it. That's all wow, you know. that's the shortest Lane thing ever. I remember liking this movie. I thought, ooh, I like this movie. I'll watch it. Sometimes Tony picks things that I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. Or, I don't want to do that. But I was like, oh, I like this movie. So I had a positive. Kind of like when you pick Godzilla? Yes. It's punishment for everyone. I don't want it. Matthew Broderick doesn't like that movie. Lies. You liked it and so does Matthew Broderick. Actually, he didn't. Well, the film opens up. um, Oh, we're we're jumping in. With the signing of a will. Mm -hmm. Uh, Witnesses are uh, watching and the wax ceiling I love a wax seal Tony goes ooh John's gonna like this part <laughs> <laughs> this, you know at this point in the movie my favorite tertiary object was the wax seal nice. well it looks nice and it also kind of looks like dripping blood so it's kind of yeah. a cool yeah. effect I thought it was blood for half a second like, yeah. what is that Oh, it was a cool effect I liked it it's Peter Van Garrett's will afterwards Peter who's played by Martin Landau is riding on a which I thought was in Ocean I thought he was in Ocean's uh, 11 for, but it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's uh, riding home on a country road in a carriage at night. He sees a disturbing scarecrow. Unsettled by this, he then hears a loud neigh from a nearby horse. And it's something he's interested in. And then the uh, I do like how he sticks his head out the carriage window. He's very brave. <laughs> he was Bob Ryan in a show called Entourage, and he was very funny because he always said, "Is that?" and I think that might be something you're interested in. <laughs> is that something you might be interested in? It's the best character that was on the show Entourage. It's the only character that was worth the damn on the show Entourage. <laughs> Ouch. What if I was to tell you, in this house, I had a script. 
about the Ramones. Is it something you might be interested in? He was a great little side character. What if I was to tell you I had a steak that was an inch thick? Is that something you might be interested in? Yes. What if I was to tell you there's a headless horseman right, horseman right outside these carriage? Would that be something you're interested in? No. I like all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was to tell you I can make you a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> I say we can stop the podcast now. <laughs> um, all right, so he looks out the window at his driver, and the driver's head's gone. He panics and jumps from the coach. And then he wanders through a dark cornfield until he uh, stumbles upon the scarecrow from earlier. Um, As he takes in the odd appearance, he hears someone's behind him, turns around just in time uh, to catch a blade to the neck, and he's decapitated. Blade to this? Oh, a blade. A blade. Not Not the blade. blade. Mm. (laughs) Not the (laughs) daywalker. No, because it's nighttime. The nightwalker. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound as cool no it doesn't <laughs> so we cut to 1799 in New York City Inspector Ichabod Crane has found a bloated corpse in the waters near a city dock the police pick up the body and take it to be burned but Ichabod wishes to examine it by, with an autopsy but the police don't want Ichabod cutting up the body cut up the body? It's I love heresy. how they're like uh, if you find a body in the water they drown <laughs> and he's like but can't we determine if they were dead when they were put in the water? Nah. Nah. What do you think we are, heathens? <laughs> See, it makes you kind of want to go back to that time. Like, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize if you weren't going to church regularly, like, they were yeah, going to kill you. They were going to kill you because you're a witch. Mm-hmm. So the writer sets up pretty much that the uh, police at that time are using <laughs> like torture techniques and coercion from, to force confessions from accused people. Did you steal the bread? No. Whap. Did you steal the bread? No. Whap. Okay, I stole the fucking bread. Yeah. <laughs> Crane wants to use like early forms of forensics to get uh, evidence on any of these crimes. Other forms of forensic guys in looking. Yeah. But he has like a steampunk type yeah, <laughs> device. He has investigative inventions. Yeah. That he's created himself. He brings us up in the courtroom in front of uh, Burger, uh, the Burgermost, Burgermaster. Burgomaster? I don't know like what he's supposed to be. The Burger King, I think you call him. Uh, played by Christopher Lee. And uh, he's Count tired. Dooku, for all of you. Star Wars fans. Johnny Depp was in a lot of movies with a lot of really cool actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in a movie with Marlon Brando, which was kind of cool. Vincent Price. Yeah. And, Christopher uh, Lee, who's the most badass man who ever lived. Possibly. You clearly have not seen the movie possibly. Taken. Okay. Liam Neeson. Possibly. Yeah, but what... The most Lee, badass dude uh, might be... Um, no, but Christopher Lee... No, no. John Wick? Christopher, Christopher mm-hmm. Lee was badass in real life. <laughs> okay, look. He met... Like, he was a fucking assassin. <laughs> yeah, but Johnny Depp once met... Um, what's his name? Orlando Bloom. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he is sleeping that's with not, Katy Perry. That's, that's close. That's not... <laughs> That's like apples. And I was gonna potatoes. say Legolas. I'm like, that's not his real name. <laughs> Legolas. I appreciate that you call him. I appreciate that you, you think of him by his most iconic role. <laughs> well, I was thinking about him in the Pirates of the Caribbean, Will Turner, but I'm like, you know, Legolas. That's not his real name. <laughs> it's not. Because <laughs> if I ever see him, yo, Legolas, he's gonna look at me. That's not my name or what his accent is. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't. I don't, I don't even know. think he turned around. He probably gets that yell that a lot. <laughs> I'm sure we've ever seen him play humans before. So <laughs> he's like Legolas made he's me millions. A weird supernatural thing. So Christopher Lee is tired of uh, Crane's insinuation that the police are doing this sort of thing, and he offers him a choice. 
you can go to jail and cool down for a bit or and learn respect or you can take uh, your new science to the town of sleepy hollow there's been three beheadings there in the last couple weeks crane's a bit squeamish hearing about the beheadings but he decides to take it? it no it's two days ride north two days ride north how's that a new york city problem well, well it takes they would just talk about the state of new because york because it's problem. the state of new york and they're in the city um the capital's albany they probably would have went there was the capital albany in 1799 probably i have no idea i don't <laughs> because the capital of the u.s was once the was new york city so i don't think they could have been both maybe i don't know but anyway so it's a fucking problem if that's where the magistrate was located i'm sure they have more than one I don't know. 1799. I've never been there in 1799. No, I'm just saying, think about when our country even became a country. They had a really small population. (laughs) There was only a couple of big cities. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'll have to jump on the reading rainbow and figure it out later. What? Well, Crane uh, (laughs) Crane loads up his instruments (laughs) and journals. Let's take his... a look. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Reading a rainbow. Oh goodness! <laughs> Sets his cardinal free from the cage and heads to a small Dutch town of Sleepy Hollow. At least he didn't let it die. Yeah. So he walks into town, and it may as well be a black and white film. Everything is a different shade of gray. Did you get Popeye vibes when he walked into town? No. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, they all kind of ignored him. They all kind of ignored him and, like, shuttered their windows as he walked through. And I was like, ooh, it's like I'm Popeye. glad that Popeye made a lasting impression on you and that you keep thinking I about said, it and how much you love it. No, I forgot no, about Popeye. Thanks for bringing that back. But mine is all the silliness. <laughs> it was kind of an angry Popeye situation. All angry the silliness. Popeye. So, yeah, like she said, as he moves through the empty streets, locals are pulling their shutters closed. He makes his way to a large estate. Uh, home and inside is a large gathering, like uh, I guess a party or something. We meet uh, Katrina Van Tessel, that's played by Christina Ricci. She's the daughter of. What was Catherine? Katrina. Katrina. Yeah, you're right. It's Katrina. Catherine. No, it just didn't feel right. It's Katrina. We'll go with Katrina. Sounds right. She's the daughter of Baltus. Kirsten. Kristen. <laughs> the daughter of Baltus Van Tessel, the man uh, Crane has come to see. Baltus and his wife introduce themselves, and Crane does the same. Uh, he's Baltus is holding a meeting of character actors in his study. It's uh, Ian McDermott. Uh, he's the Emperor from Star Wars. He plays Lancaster in this, Dr. Lancaster. Richard Griffins. So they have two Sith Lords in this fucking town. They didn't There's notice something. Who's the third? The guy that played Darth Maul is in this movie, too. There's three Sith Lords in this fucking town, and they didn't notice some shit was awry? Yeah. It was well, in the trivia. technically, Darth Maul's not a Sith Lord. So, you're welcome, Ben. <laughs> Richard Griffins. Oh, come at me, bro. Is in it. He's from Harry Potter. I don't know, because I'm a grown-up. Uh-huh. Um, he plays uh, Magistrate Phillips. Jeffrey mm-hmm. Jones plays Reverend Steenwick. And Michael Goh plays Notary Hardenbrook. Who's always Alfred. Yeah. And I love his mullet. Like, he's rocking a mullet. Yeah. Hardcore. Like, this is like... I know the 80s had just ended as in the 1780s, but he was way ahead <laughs> of his time. It's probably a yak swig. So, Depp walks around, chews a little bit of scenery here. He talks to each of them and assesses them. And he asks, who is, who is suspected? 
Uh, Who's got a kiss for the something witch or something? Like that? The men all look at yeah. each other and ask Crane, hey, has anyone explained the situation here to you? And Crane, Crane believes this to be a triple homicide, and that's it. But the council explains, no, it's the work of the headless horseman. And Crane says, uh, he doesn't understand. What are you talking about? Um, Baltus asks Crane to have a seat, and then he explains that the horseman was sent here to fight for the British in the Revolutionary War by the German princes. Uh, but this man in particular didn't care for money or any kind of advancement. He only wanted carnage. When the battle was joined, there you'll find him, is what they said. He rides a giant black steed named Daredevil. He filed his teeth down to make his appearance more fearsome. And, uh, would and ride, I would say it worked. <laughs> would ride the, the horse into battle, lopping off heads at the neck. Which make it really sharp, and he's really strong. Yeah. The spine is thick and yeah, it's hard. real hard. Um... Eventually, a group of uh, soldiers shot his horse, and then he fled on foot. But they tracked him down in a snowy woods, and he mutilated most of them, but the last two got him. One stabbed him in the stomach, and when he bent over, the other cut his head off with his own sword. Now it's 20 years later, and the horseman returns, chopping off heads like it ain't no thing. They said that... They actually say it ain't no thing? Well, they say that the Northwoods have always been haunted because of the Hessian. Hmm. Crane says it's silly to believe the horseman has returned. Uh, we have murders in New York without the benefits of ghosts or goblins. He says, I will prove the assassin is flesh and blood. Town guard is, then we cut from there, and outside a town guard is watching from a small fortification, and uh, slowly all the torches go out and all the sheep run away. He watches for a bit and then waits, and then uh, we hear, uh, we see a, the horseman come, and then there's a gunshot, like we cut away, there's a gunshot. Ring out like a bell. And then, uh, um, I don't know, with shells. Oh, I don't know. My <laughs> baby just jumped in my head for some reason. Oops, sorry. Then we see the guard running for his life, went the horseman right behind him, and then there's a sword swipe, and the guard's head rolls down the trail. The next morning, Crane is picking up a horse uh, from a local group of, I guess, they have a stable. Uh, gunpowder. Named Gunpowder. Isn't it? And he's covered in un- gunpowder, looks o- like. How do you say that word? It starts with an O. Oyster? Ostler? Anybody? Mm. O-S-T-L-E-R? Mm. That's the old-timey word for a place where you buy... Horses. Where you, where you rent horses. Yeah. Carly? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> We're going to let that one go. Someone finds the body and uh, screams out and shoots a gun. Uh, a horse been struck again. The council of character actors and a small garrison are surrounding the headless body when Crane arrives. Crane begins his investigation... Usually when the header is removed, it is so that you cannot tell who the victim is, but not in this case. And Crane finds a slew of odd facts. The rider turned around, rider rode by, cut his head off, turned her back around and claimed the head. I like how he like, he acted it out. He acted it out like he, he didn't just walk like he galloped. And then he turned around and he's still like jumping. Uh, the neck wound was cauterized as if the blade was red hot, yet the skin's not blistered. And uh, Crane seems very squeam- squeamish. To be a forensic scientist. He put some weird thing on his head. There was a bug and he freaked out. Mm-hmm. We cut to the guard's funeral, Masbeth. Uh, the Reverend reads from the Bible and they bury the, uh, bury the guard. Afterwards, his son asks Crane if he can assist him in hunting the killer. Crane says, no thanks, besides your mother will probably need you more. The boy explains that his mother's in heaven now and his father's with her. Crane says uh, he appreciates the offer, but no thanks. 
where boy returns to the grave while uh, Magistrate Phillips come over, comes over to Crane. He tells him quietly that Masveth is the fourth grave, but it's the fifth murder. <coughs> then he sneaks away. Crane looks at the fresh graves and then he tells uh, young Masveth to take uh, to go to the servant, go to the state house and get uh, room at the servants' quarters, and uh, wake him before dawn. And I hope you have a strong stomach. Because they're gonna dig up some graves. Yeah. Before dawn, uh, Crane has all the bodies exhumed. Uh, Peter Van Garrett, Dirk Van Garrett, Jonathan Masbeth, and the widow Winship. As he looks over the bodies, he see, sees a large laceration on the lower belly of the widow Winship. Crane, young Masbeth, and another man carry the headless body of the widow Winship into the doctor, Dr. Lancaster's parlor and places the body on the operating table. Lancaster is not a fan of this. And, uh, How are we going to operate? <laughs> Clearly. <clears throat> Crane moves everyone out of, the, out of the room and uh, opens the stomach up of the Miss uh, the Widow. widow. Miss um, Widow. <laughs> moments later, he uh, exits the building covered in blood, and uh, Lancaster, Phillips, and the others are just standing in the street. He explains that the windship, uh, Widow Winship was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Poor decapitated baby. Was with child, if you will. Yeah. She was. What, what, what was it that they said in that movie? In the, oh, man, the wife in the, the James Brolin's. No, Josh Brolin's wife. What was it she said about? I don't remember. The gangster squad. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're expecting, expecting company. company. Expecting yeah. company. Yeah. I, I was like Josh Brolin. I was thinking Thanos the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, you know, his company. wife in the Goonies. We're expecting company. Yeah. Mm. But all I could think during the scene is there's one thing I've learned from watching CSI and all those shows is that the blood is not squirting out of these dead people like this. Yeah, someone's got to pump the blood for It's like him. getting all of, all over his face, yeah. and I'm it's, like, what every, is happening? Anytime that there's blood, it squirts in his face. <laughs> he must have loved doing this. Like, all right, you're going to get shot in the face again. He's like, oh, man. 30 times. At least he had the glasses on this time. (laughs) That evening, Ichabod is riding uh, gunpowder home when he comes to the bridge, to the iconic bridge from the cartoon and book. He stops halfway through because he hears something behind him, but when he turns around, there isn't anybody there at first. Um, He takes a couple more steps, then he hears it again, turns around, and he sees the horseman on on Daredevil, trots up behind him holding a jack-o'-lantern. Um... Crane runs or goes, and the uh, horseman runs him down and hits him in the face with a ja- hits hits him in the face with a jack o' lantern that's on fire. <laughs> but as the horseman rides off, we see it's actually uh, Brom Van uh, Brunt. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. And he has a good it's Casper Van, Van Dien, Dien, yeah. and he has a good laugh about it. Who I did not like in Nano to Noble loved him in Starship Troopers. He broke his finger in shooting this scene and he didn't tell anybody because he had so few so few speaking lines in this movie he didn't want his part to get cut mm. <laughs> he had to cut him i would do that yeah they you know could have cut him and it wouldn't have made much of a difference but yeah he seemed like kind of a i don't know if he was a big name but he was a known actor well, this, was, yeah, a, this was an homage to the to the cartoon yeah they did this part in the cartoon tony told me it's supposed to be a, a sort of gaston-ish character at in least in her life, yeah. yeah. Well, he is especially good at expectorating. 
It's roughly the size of a barge. Is what we're saying. <laughs> While unconscious, Crane has a flashback about his mother. That's all I say about that because it's weird. <laughs> Crane wakes up at the estate. Every time there's a flat, he has one of those flashbacks or dreams, and. His mom's dress is showing so much bosom. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really like, is. Like, a so couple of times, bosom. I'm like, lady, your bosoms are going to fall yeah. out. <laughs> what if during the ninth inning, oops, my bosoms fall out? You think there's men that's contrasting your bosoms? That's they, all I can think of. They may have crazy. while filming fallen out. I would believe I was it. like, that's a lot of bosom. <clears throat> yeah, it is. was doing a bit from a league of their own. Was, if they didn't recognize the bit, then they don't get to enjoy it. That's okay. Mm. Sometimes you have to, you know, because they may bug the people. Like, oh, what is that from? Rose well, then they should have sent us an email or tweeted at us. And mm. we could have had a, a, a fun bar, a chit-chat with one of our fans and you've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I think everybody has seen Madonna's bosoms. Probably at one point or another. But while the flashbacks are creepy, I, I like them. <laughs> you like the creepy stuff? The creepy stuff. Well, the no, they're stuff. not creepy. Flashbacks. They're interesting because yeah. Mrs. Crane was obviously a witch. Yeah, and we're getting this. She wasn't a witch. She was insight. a child of nature. She was a witch. Um, she she wasn't into the Bible, and everybody else by default was a witch <clears throat> in seventeen ninety nine. Just because you're a witch doesn't make you bad. There's white witches and black witches, and Puerto Rican witches. That's Ruhas. <laughs> so, Crane anyway. wakes at the estate. <laughs> and sees like not a witch. I'm your wife. I meant your magic, not your. Hey, you're racist. It's cool. We're, we're all we're not just. That is not okay. Don't say that. <laughs> Crane wakes at the estate and sees uh, Ricci. What's her name? Reading before Katrina. I'm reading say Catherine again. Reading before the fireplace. Now let's just call her Kristen. When you see women reading, typically they're witches. <laughs> she explains that she's reading some of her mother's books, but has to hide them. So you're reading books you have to because hide because they're spell books. They're romance novels. And back then, women believed, and this is actually true. Not women believed. Men, men believed. believed. <laughs> if women read too much, they would go mad or die. She says something like, he thinks I'll get the brain sickness yeah. if I read too much. And I did. Tony's so like, actually, that was That was thing. true. I'm I like, did. men never have really understood me. I did. <laughs> but is it brain sickness or is it syphilis because you get, get raped by unscrupulous gentlemen? I don't know, but if reading gave you the brain sickness, Elaine would already have it. Well, they used to think, like, they used to lock women up for... Is the brain sickness for... intelligence and sticking up for yourself? <laughs> I don't know. Your own they used to lock women up for hysteria, yes. which just means, like, having an opinion. Yeah. yeah that does oh. sound terrible. Yeah. Carly is very mad right now. And <laughs> she wants to take it out on someone, so... All right, we're going to get you a little time machine. You go back to 1799 and say, oh, no, we are not having this. And see yeah, how that works out for you. for having hysteria. Yeah. She'd end up in one of those insane asylums like well, the Wolfman. Well, first of all, she's going to show up in her Golden Girls t-shirt. They're not going to know what the hell she's wearing, and they're going to kill her right there. <laughs> like, witch, done. <laughs> They'll be like alien. Because remember, this is the 1790s where might makes right. Mm-hmm. Much like most of history. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. She explains that her father <laughs> was uh, once poor, but the Van Garretts gave him some land and a small cottage. An acre. Now he's one of the richest men around. Yeah, but that pisses them off. The American dream, it pisses somebody off. <laughs> she asks if he would like to see their old place, and he says, sure. And she also gives him a small book of spells and charms. He scoffs at it, saying he doesn't need it. And she asks, are you so certain of everything? Uh, she says, keep it close to your heart, and it will protect you from harm. Mm-hmm. Katrina and Kane stop at the remains of the cottage, apparently burned down. 
as a uh, crane helps her off the horse, he notices odd, she notices odd markings on his palms of his hands, little pinpricks and like a graph pattern all across his palms. He says he's always had them. He doesn't know where they came from. That's scars. How would you not? That would be kind of traumatic. I think you'd remember. He, well, if it's really traumatic, maybe he blacked it out. Maybe. Yeah. We do find out later his father murdered his mother. I would say this scene mm-hmm. was traumatic enough that he blocked it out. <laughs> spoiler alert, ladies. Spoiler alert. You got wow, we're going to talk about it in 20 minutes. <laughs> Which Probably would be make it a spoiler. This is a Tony episode. We're going to talk about it in five minutes. <laughs> Harley has a valid point. We're already halfway through the movie. No, we're not. I know, I'm kidding. This is kind of a long movie, and we're only 30 minutes into the podcast. This is an Elaine thing. We still be doing the intros. <laughs> well, that's because I like to give a lot of detail, which our listeners appreciate. And she likes to sprinkle fairy dust. You appreciate the fairy dust. Well, because I'm sitting across from you. Aww. And you're so pretty. Oh. Quick, Tony, start talking. She, uh, <laughs> she shows him around the ruins, and Katrina's, Katrina notices a cardinal. Crane says he has something to show her. Oh, she, no, Hello. she says, I love cardinals and I wish I could have one, but I couldn't bear to cage it. And he says, well, anyway, here's my penis. No. <laughs> and then he shows her this, <laughs> this thing that he has in his pocket, which he feature, which featured heavily in his bosomy flashback. mother's flashback. It's called a thaumatrope. Yep. Optics. Okay. It's two pictures back to back attached to a string. And when you twirl it in your fingers, the two pictures superimpose on each other. So one side's a cardinal, one side's an empty cage. So when you twirl it, it looks like you have a cardinal in a birdcage. Katrina smiles and says, oh, you do know magic. But he says, no, it's called optics. He knows Dumb science. Bitch. It's like the human body's fucking weird. <laughs> Later, Crane sees the council of actors, and they're having a loud meeting where Magistrate Phillips leaves in a huff. Crane he left out character that time. <laughs> <laughs> um... Crane follows him and asks him to help him. Magistrate tells him that he already did help him and now his safety's in jeopardy. Crane notices that Phillips is clutching an onk. He asks about the, also asks about the widow Winship. And Phillips says that she had confided in him about the baby because she was worried how, basically how the inheritance would work and stuff like that. She has kind of like had a secret baby and a secret marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crane asks if the father killed her. Phelps says, no, it was the horseman. He goes, it was not the horseman. There is no horseman. There never was a horseman. There will never be a horseman. But About who's that. the father? And he won't tell him. Yeah, Crane says, tell me the father's name. Just then, nearby sheep start to run. The sky grows cloudy and thunders. And then the wind picks up. And just then, he's like, there is no horseman. Yeah. He's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> In the distance, the sound of a horse neighing echoes. And then the rhythmic... Thumping of horse hooves. It's like you're there. <laughs> and now John's sprinkling the fairy dust. <laughs> Thanks for the assist with the fairy dust. You're welcome. Magistrate Phillips hauls ass, but Crane stays watching the path. Then the headless horseman shows up and plows down the trail, hauling ass. Crane falls over as he dashes by him with a, and a, with a swift, swift swipe. You know, I wrote this. I can just write. Swift swipe words. of the sword. <laughs> In a swift swipe, Phillips is decapitated. But you like alliteration. Apparently, I do. <laughs> Even though I can't pronounce it. Poor magistrate Phillips. Yeah, Phillips is decapitated and decapitated. Mm-hmm. D'Artagnan, don't lose your head. His head rolls down the hill and in between Crane's legs. The horseman charges at Crane and at the last second runs his sword into Phillips' head and then rides off with it. Also stabbed Johnny Depp right between the legs. I'd faint too. Yeah. Skewered on the blade, 
The horseman rides off. Well, it was a horseman. And Crane faints. Well, no, he just stabbed you right by the tallywhacker. That'll get you a little nervous. <clears throat> he didn't have a head. <laughs> yes, and you almost didn't have one either. I'm sorry, the headless horseman is more important than the tallywhacker. No. <laughs> Depends on the tally. <laughs> Back at the estate, Baltus and his daughter Katrina bang on Crane's door, but he won't come out. He's terrified. <laughs> He's in the corner, hiding behind his bed covers. He's like, no, no. You don't understand it. There was a horseman. Yes, we know. We told you. Yeah. No, no, you, you were not there. there. You didn't like, see yeah, me. Yeah. We've been telling you. There's a headless horseman. He's like, motherfucker, you just don't get it. <laughs> and then he faints again. Because it's been 10 And months. they're all like, all right, we, we need a new guy from New York. I'm going to have to go to New York myself because this dude, he, he doesn't have <laughs> what we need. <laughs> like, oh, great. We broke this Talk one. about He's the wrong stuff. mind. <laughs> he has another weird mom flashback. Uh, pretty much tells us that his mother was a witch and was killed for it, had nice boobs, and that's his why His dad he... killed his mom oh. with an Iron Maiden. And his we dad... didn't get to that yet. That was well, in this flashback. No, this no it's that's not in this third flashback. one. So, oh. Yeah, but Elaine really wants to get to that. Oh, I, I thought we saw her in the Iron Maiden in the second one. We see... We see a Iron Maiden. We see something. Okay. But Iron Maiden rules. I, I, for some reason, I thought there were only two Flash. You're like, listen to some Iron Maiden now, do you? Name no. two of their songs. No, but last night I saw a video done by Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves saying that uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Journey 3, whatever, I can't remember. Excellent Adventure? Whatever. It's coming out in the summer of 2020. Yay. Mm-hmm. So they're going to start filming soon. Sweet. Whoa. Which I just watched last night, so I was thinking. I'm really more Maiden excited rules. about John Wick 3, but... <laughs> All right, the uh, Council of Character Actors has resumed downstairs. <laughs> Figuring Crane is a broken man now, they may are, are making plans on, how, plans on how to get him back to New York and get someone else. Mm-hmm. Crane's awake, pacing, and using his thaumatrope. And uh, he gets an idea and then runs downstairs. Crane looks at the man and he says, uh, he's going to the haunted forest to locate the, he- the horseman's grave. Now, who's with me? Nobody. Nobody. Except the and they're young like, boy. oh fuck, we thought you were. But uh... It is interesting that as wimpy as he is, he does seem to pull himself together eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would take me a lot longer to pull myself <laughs> together if I saw a headless horseman murder somebody. Not gonna lie. And they stab you right by the tallywhacker. I don't have a tallywhacker, so that's not a concern for <laughs> me. That's why you're not so worried about it. See, Tony gets it. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> On the path, Ichabod is trying to. Connect the Van Garretts, the Massbeths, the Widow Winship, Magist- and Magistrate Phillips. They're all connected somehow. He just can't figure out how. He keeps talking to the boy. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to figure stuff out. I think he's he's the really boy's talking like, to we him. all know each other, though. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's really yeah. talking to him as much as he's talking out loud. He's in yeah. the room. Yeah. The young boy says that uh, his, his father had said there was an argument between uh, the Van Garretts' father and sons. And... Um, but then he notice he stops and he notices that the forest has gone silent. No birds chirping, no toads croaking, no crickets, nothing. And then finally they come across a cave. Crane pulls his pistol out and they head in. He pushes the boy in first. Yep, uses the boy <laughs> as a human shield, which is pretty good. Rad. <laughs> Dude, that's a good movie. We should do that. But Lori Loughlin's kind of you know out of fashion right now. Out of fashion. Mm-hmm. It appears to be the haven of a witch. She's a thin, pale woman covered. It's the season of a witch. Maybe. Must be the season of the witch. Mm-hmm. She's a thin, pale woman covered like in having a, a Mike's Heart lemonade right now. I don't know. Dirty floor-length veil. She looks like the widow of the web from Krull. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it all came flooding back to you. It did. As if someone had thrown a glaive at you and jogged your memory. It's clave. Last time. Clave. <laughs> it's the glaive. Don't bring that tertiary object up. Mm-mm. She pushes the kid out of the door and then does, a, I guess, a, like a spell reading on She's like, hey, kid. Crane. Get out. Don't come back no matter what you hear. And, and then she, she laughs herself up. Herself up. Yeah. Which clearly doesn't work, by the way. She's about to get weird. Don't she come be- in here. She's, she's <laughs> about to. She's, become, she's about to become possessed by the other. And the other says, follow the... The other guys? The other... Follow yeah, the, Will Ferrell. So Gator comes in. And Gator. <laughs> Listen, you punk-ass bitch. My bitches better be used Jimmy's. <laughs> um, ah, best line ever written down. No, it's not. You're right. Prison food and penis. Uh, and penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she's... Go back listen to our other guy's episode for that. <laughs> she says, the uh, follow the Indian trail to where the sun dies, find the tree of the dead. That's where the horseman's resting place is. That's not how she says it. Sort of. To follow the seas. No, that yeah. sounds like the guy. Then she does a large march sent you. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> uh, Crane exits, and, and he and the boy haul ass. As they go, you hear another <laughs> like horse. Like how she gets up and walks out and goes, we're leaving, let's go, come what, on, let's what, go. What, what happened? <laughs> we're leaving, let's go. <laughs> Which I think would be my response too. What Pretty happened? Much. I'll tell you when we're like 100 miles away from here. Um, as they go, they hear another horse. Uh, Ichabod jumps off. <laughs> uh, jumps off his horse, pistol in hand. Which, why am I dismounting? <laughs> Although I know he, he he's the worst horseman ever. <laughs> Gunpowder looks like he is not a hard horse to control, and Ichabod is terrible at it. But and he's got like an old flintlock pistol. Yeah. But like, why would you dismount? I think he thought he would be quieter approaching this in in uh, calf high leaves. Yeah. No. The figure if he weren't on the horse. I don't know because he seemed like he was trying to sneak up. But well, maybe know. the horses wouldn't go off the trail. I don't know. Yeah. But either maybe way, he couldn't get the horse to go off the trail. Maybe that. <laughs> Either way, it goes to sneak up on this rider, and it ends up, it's Katrina. She says, uh, nobody else would come. <laughs> so I came. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be leaning in for a kiss, despite her being on horseback and he on foot. But either way, it's interrupted by the boy. He found the tree. So he's like, did you, did you think this was a mistake, that for some reason they thought they were going to kiss while she was on a horse and he was... If you watch it, it's cut. If you watch it ever, it's cut weird. Like at first, it's cut where they're almost the same height. Even though he's standing, what's going on next to the horse? And then when they cut away and cut back, it's a really big difference. And she's leaning over. I'm like, she's gonna fall off this horse before she reaches your ass, John. In the trivia, Johnny Depp had concerns about them being um, romantic. Because he knew her since she was a little kid. <laughs> and he's like, I've known her forever. This is weird. Yeah. Which, I can see that. Yeah. People say a lot of terrible things about Johnny Depp. But this is, I mean, like, it's good weird. on you, Johnny Depp, for thinking this is weird. <laughs> Johnny Depp's a weird guy, too. Yes, he is. But I could see why that would be a concern for him. Like, think about a kid you've known. Yeah, like a whole, that would be yeah. con- that should be a concern for everyone. Good <laughs> on him for being concerned about You're like, that. this is creepy as fuck. And I just want to say I don't want to kiss her. But they don't have a lot of like they don't have like a love. Do they scene actually or ever no. kiss? They don't have do any they ever of... actually kiss. Well, she kisses him on the cheek a couple of times, that and I think they count. kiss. I think they kiss once. That's how you kiss your uncle Johnny, who just came over. Like, oh hey, uncle Johnny. I don't Johnny. know, but I think they end up married in the end or something. They, no, they never say. Implied yeah. that they're going to be mm. together because she comes with him to New York, and I mean, you don't just again. Spoilers. <laughs> but okay, I don't, sorry. They I may don't, die. She's a she's a witch, and she controls the Hessian. Sorry. Jeez peasy. 
Dude! Anyway, the Tree of the Dead. <laughs> Honestly, being familiar with Burton's work, I thought it would be a little bit more Beetlejuicy, but it's just a twisted tree. It is a bit juicy, though. Mm, not Beetlejuicy. Oops, I said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> if I say it again, then the drink shows up. Mm-hmm. Ichabod touches the tree. It's bleeding. He takes an axe from his saddle and chops at the wild roots. And gets the another face shot. And blood. Yeah. It bleeds a lot. And, and he gets Boy, covered in blood all over. I like how he's like, he's not really like giving good manly swings. He's like, uh, and he's here's not another manly. Thing. He, he's limp wristing it. Here's another thing. <laughs> he probably could have done a better job. I watched it twice to make sure if you get a chance again. Watch the first, I think the first time he hits it, I think he hits himself. He, <laughs> he, swings on the, he swings on the branch and hits him in the head, and he kind of like tries not to react. I watched it twice because I was like, that motherfucker hit himself, and he left it in. <laughs> Watch it. You tell me right in or whatever. Tim Burton probably did. The like, first time he does ben, it, because he does it three times. Ben, I'm going to need you to, to weigh in on this. <laughs> I think he hits himself in the head on the first DJ, time. nine months from now, when you finally listen to this episode, <laughs> please By the let way, me know. I was going to start listening to recently. All right, so welcome to 2021. Uh, DJ. DJ. We all have jetpacks. DJ's going to answer this. He's going to come over and be like, so I looked at it and we're going to be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Like, well, he hit himself in the head. We you know with the axe. We're like, what? Oh, man. All right. So they spray crane in the face as usual. Um, eventually, the roots give away and severed heads of all the townspeople. I found the heads. Fall out. Yeah. Crane says that this tree is a gateway between two worlds. Good guess. He says he sees a sword lodged up at the top part of it and notices, and he runs up there, he notices some recently disturbed dirt. Fetch me the shovel. He digs it up, and yep, it's the horseman's grave. And there's no sarcophagus or anything, it's just bones. Yeah. But I guess they did just dump his body earlier in the movie. So. Why, why would there be a sarcophagus? I don't know, you just figured there'd be something. He was a horrible, filthy murderer. Where, where are and the they clothes? Just threw him where are out. the clothes? Well, it's not as impressive if he has clothes on. Mm. Well. Also, they, did it bother anybody else that he didn't take the sword? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he could have taken that sword out of the tree? Yes. He's he not. Tried. He's is, not King Arthur. He could have tried. I Got a horse. He, I think he should have tried. It's probably rusted as shit. He probably would have yeah. broke it off. The whole yeah. time he's standing there next to it, I'm like, try, try. <laughs> There's no way he can pull that sword out of the tree. The tree grew up around the sword. There's no way he's getting that out. So, anyways, I want to do that. I'm gonna go get a sword, <laughs> and, I'm gonna get and a it's sword. an evil tree. It's a cursed evil and I'm tree. There's no way. So, in like a hundred years, no when way. we move out of here, there's gonna be a tree, a sword in Look, a tree. Someone's even if want, you could pull, I'm a talking sword. here. Oh, I'm gonna get the sword in the tree, and it'll be a thing. Even if you could pull a sword out of a normal tree, you, you can't pull a sword out of an evil cursed yard. tree. I'm just saying, I could do that. Yeah. That, we're putting a sword in there. If you put a sword in the tree stump in our front yard, then random strangers will try to pull the sword out. She doesn't want random strangers in your yard. Look, you don't want random strangers in your yard. Because somebody strong is going to come along and pull the sword out, and then they're going to hack at my tree stump. Because what do you do if you pull a sword out of a tree stump? You're going to hit something. It's boss. He's scratching. For the second time in two weeks, I thought it was the horseman coming. <laughs> like how this would be like. Look, look. It kind of sounds like the Wonder Woman theme. Look, never was a horseman. All right, listeners, I don't know if you can hear that or not, but there's definitely a thumping noise, and it's just boss sprinkling fairy dust. I hope. He's just scratching. He's upstairs. Ah! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh goodness! Now the other one's gonna scratch on the door. You could leave the door open. We're the only ones home. Excellent point, Elaine. <clears throat> Might not help with the acoustics. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Jail and Boss. 
All right, so the horseman's grave. His bones lay in there, minus the head. Crane says he thinks that's why the horseman collects heads, because he's missing his. Which is a brilliant deduction based on very little evidence. Especially that the, the tree is a gateway to another universe. Yes. yes. Good guess. Um, all right, so the wind picks up, and then the thunder's rolling. Uh, through and the, and the thunder, thunder rolls, I knew that was <laughs> and the lightning strikes. That through, song's about infidelity. <laughs> through the wall of heads. In the third verse, she shoots him. Mm. That seems a bit excessive. Perhaps. I mean, she could have just left him. She had to shoot the guy. Well, some people are Lebra- Lebrana Bobbitt, and some people aren't. Look, all right. Hey, I, I saw some things go sideways. We don't need to kill a bloke. Hey. If she she obviously couldn't kill him because he sang the song. And, and Lorena Bob was being raped by her husband. That one was kind of okay. Look, I'm just saying. So Daredevil, the horseman steed, pushes through the wall of heads while Crane sees the skeleton getting wrapped up in the roots. Which is creepy. The horseman and his horse jump out of the hole and ride off down the path. Crane pursues on gunpowder. Uh, oh, <laughs> gunpowder sounds like what? It's the name of the horse. Yeah, <laughs> of course. We cut to Casper Van Dien's character, and, and no two... one can talk to a horse. Of course, mm. and two it buddies. Is of course, unless the horse. <laughs> On the horse. Sister Ed. All right, kitty cats. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a reference. Ben Tony is getting so mad. He's like, this is going to be my longest episode. (laughs) I'm trying to keep this under an hour, people. Oh, not going to (laughs) happen. We cut to Casper Van Dien's character and two buddies on horses and the family Crane got gunpowder from. The horseman smashes through the door and fights the father, eventually killing and beheading him. All right. Chases the mother down and uh, cuts her head off. After she hides her son on the floor. Okay, all right. Stop. Lastly, kills Tommy. the boy. Stop. Okay. I feel like you went through that way the house, too fast. Then no. Right. <laughs> she, she literally grabbed his nose. <laughs> too fast, too fast. Dogs okay. and cats are out here living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> you said we have Brom and his friends and this family. Yeah. But it, you made it sound like they're all together. They're not. Brom Brom's and his outside. friends have decided to be the town guard tonight. And... <laughs> And this family is in their house, like about to have dinner or something. <laughs> I don't understand why the horseman kills the boy. We know why he kills the husband and the wife. Because they know. But why does he kill the little boy? So anyway, the husband tells the wife to run with the boy. She goes into the next room and she opens the trap door in the floor and puts the boy in the crawl space. Her Sounds husband nice. gets killed by the horseman. He walks in carrying the dude's head. <laughs> She's in the corner, and he kills her. And the boy is under the house being all quiet. And this the is cool. Be- and that he, like, part is cool. It. That is cool because the mom's head rolls, and then her eyes look down through the, through floor the floorboard board. and sees him while her head's cut off. And that, was, that was fun. You the know, boy's doing a good job at staying quiet. He's also one of the cutest so she kids had head cut ever. No, her head was cut off and then saw her child there. Couldn't do anything about it. Mm. That'd be the worst thing ever. And then the horseman you didn't hear him you were talking. is going to leave. And then he's like, hold on. He says, hold There's up. There's another living a person in this house. And he rips through the floor. Boy, he doesn't really. He like, uses his axe. He gets through the floor and he kills the little boy. Man, that okay. was worth it. No, it was. <laughs> because the way you said it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't matter to the plot. That's why we went over it fast. It doesn't matter to Not the plot? Really. No. Not really. These are uh, No, the scene afterwards doesn't matter to the plot. Because then Brom decides he's going to fight the horseman. 
Well, we'll get to that. Okay. As yep, the horseman, cool you were already there. As the I horseman <laughs> exits the house, <laughs> Van Dean don't shake your cup, people. Van Dean sees him and shoots him with a rifle, knocking the killer from his horse. He's got like this super. I guess that's state of the art that scope. rifle. <laughs> I thought that was so good how then the horseman's walking toward him as he's trying to change. Because <laughs> well, that's what yeah. you do because you're sitting there like, oh, I got to reload. He stops, takes a knee, grabs his gunpowder bag. And, he's, and the horseman's <laughs> just walking toward him and he's like, whoa! <laughs> and the horseman just walks by him. <laughs> like, no. Well, he sits up under, Undertaker style, moves towards Van Dien. Van Dien starts to reload his rifle. It's the old gunpowder flint style, so it takes a bit. Yeah, but the horseman doesn't attack him and he just walks by. Van Dien swings the rifle like a club, but the horseman blocks it and keeps walking. Van Dien throws a knife into the back of the horseman, and he's like, dude, I'm in this movie. <laughs> Damn it. The horseman pulls the blade out, throws it into his thigh, and says, that's for Starship Troopers. <laughs> then Crane was top shelf. <laughs> and Crane arrives. Dean sees two hand sickles on a hay bale, grabs them, and starts to attack him. Because I shot him in the chest. That didn't work. Yeah, I hit him it, a bunch. That didn't seem to work. I Ichabod, stabbed him in the back. Didn't work. But so, yeah, Ichabod tries to stop and stop him, and he's like, "He's not here for you. He's not yeah. here for yeah. you. Let him go." Crane Crane says that he's like, "Dude, you don't have to be in this movie." Dean's like, no. <laughs> Dean rolls initiative anyway. He's, he's like, "I broke a finger for this motherfucker." <laughs> Crane says, "Fuck it, I have plot armor," and jumps in too. Swirling melee ensues. <laughs> but then plot armor. Crane and Van Van Dien leave, running across. The he's brawn. Covered bridge again. Mm-hmm. The horseman it's runs brown. on top of it. That's what I said. Brawn. And uh, jumps down, stabs Crane in the shoulder, and then Darth Maul's Van Dien in half. No, he stabs yeah. Johnny Depp in the shoulder and then lifts him up over his head and throws him behind him. <laughs> there's, a, there's a slight difference of just stabbing a guy or the main stabbing part him is, and picking him up. But the main part is he cuts Casper Van Dien in half. Yes. Yeah. Just Which like is like Ray Park got cut in half. And Ichabod sees it. He he cuts him in half as if like the same and way I would cut in half a chunk Stone of Temple cheese. Pilots come in. I'm half the man <laughs> I used oh. to be. So no. then he, then the horseman pimp. Oh, that's walks a good away. one. Come on. No. Half yeah. the man because he's cut. No. And then unsurprisingly, Denied. Crane failed. Fine. Oh, I'm just gonna sit here and drink out of my FBI mug. I'm sorry. If I saw a guy cut in half, I'm gonna faint. Yeah, but he faints every ten minutes. Back at the estate, Dr. Lancaster looks over Crane's wound. He says it should have killed him, but he's the main character, and it doesn't even require stitching. Crane wakes and yells for Katrina. The doctor says to rest, and you have a fever. But we cut to Katrina. She's brewing up a potion. Yeah. Because yeah. she's a witch. Yeah. She cut the foot off a crow. She's a good witch, yeah. like Glenda. Uh, Glenda. Crane or expl- like Ichabod's mom. Yeah. Well, assume we didn't know anything about her. She could have been a horrible person. Right. Just because she had nice boobs, Carly. Yeah. yeah. So Crane that, explains Because that that's how I judge people. I no, said it, not me. Like, that's we, how I judge people. All we know is she was a witch and she was killed. She could have and been... And she liked her son. I'm yeah. sure Hitler's mom liked his son. That doesn't make a good person. Right. She could have been killing, boiling babies in fucking acid oil, you know. Oh, my goodness right. gracious. To make assumptions about All right, as far as geez. Ichabod is concerned, because it's only his perspective. Hitler's that mom seems like a strange. His mom was a good witch. So, so he liked his I think mom. Tom went really out yes. of way far on this. Yeah, one, he but, did. He right. went to a weird place. So Crane explains that the horseman only killed Van Dien because he was attacked, and maybe because of Tarzan and the Lost City. <laughs> and Starship Troopers. He doesn't. He doesn't attack at random. He's being controlled by someone. And then he drinks the potion, falls asleep again. 
He's not always. They're like, he's rambling. He's rambling. Rambling. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Then we get another weird flashback. We see in this one that his mother was put into an Iron Maiden. Excellent. Air guitar. <laughs> the young version of Crane jumps back onto a spiked chair when he sees this, and that's what gives him the weird scarring on his hands. Because I don't know what that chair is. I've never seen that before. It's like an Iron Maiden chair. I feel like sure. I have. Yeah. I don't know. Or heard it, or have, have read descriptions of mm-hmm. that particular kind of device. All right, well, folks, if you know what the hell that thing is, let us know. Because it's a chair covered in spikes, and they would strap you down to the chair, so then you'd have to sit on all the spikes. I that feel like that that's bad. something yeah. I read about, like, during the Inquisition like or something. Um, oh, a bed of nails. Hurts. It would be inconvenient, yes. but it wouldn't kill you. Not like, like being in the Iron Maiden. Right. <laughs> no. Or being, like, impaled. We, we put a stick of but wood if on it's your su- ass. But if it's super sharp and they're trying to get a confession to strap you to that chair for hours and hours on end while you're slowly being impaled by tiny little spikes, might be pretty terrible. No, because your weight's distributed. Right. And then they push on well, you. What would be worse is a hundred spikes. One spike, go. just one spike, would be would be worse because yes, that one goes is... right up Main Street. Yeah, but that's gonna kill you. <laughs> it always rhyme, rhyme when you say that. It reminds me of uh, you ever seen Serpent on the Rainbow? No, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a part where they torture guys in it, but what they do is they they put a single nail through your ball sack. Ow! And then you tell them what they need. <laughs> <laughs> I would even tell me that. I'd be like, "What do you want to know?" Just, put that away. <laughs> Never seen that movie? Oh, well, next no. time on the podcast. <laughs> you said good, but he said he hadn't seen it. No, it tells it's, me it's terrible. It's okay, but that's just a weird. That's just a, a weird part of the movie that you're like, "Where did that come from?" Also, if you say we're going to watch that movie, I'm just going to. I'm calling an Audra. <laughs> All right, after you can't tag people in. <laughs> and I'll tag in Will, and she'll tag in her sister. I'll leave. I'll just. I'll send the phone up. Audra, you got us. All right, you there? Good. All right, see you guys in an hour. Well, got this on mobile. <laughs> well, Crane wakes up and uh, Katrina's there. He kind of wakes up in her arms. He like sits up really fast and like bumps into her. What hell? And uh, his hands are bleeding. Katrina asks uh, what he was dreaming about. Because he's got the stigmata. <laughs> <laughs> that also came I out around the same time. I have seen that movie. <laughs> that came out right around the same time as this. <laughs> Katrina asks what he was dreaming about, and Crane explains everything, um, everything about the dreams that he's had. You know, for the moviegoers, his mom was a witch, his dad was a preacher. He's man. like, "What dreams may come?" Carly dad, made her own he's movie. He's the son of a preacher man. Yeah, his dad killed his mom to save her soul from evil. And now he's yeah. devoted to science. He shouldn't have come to Sleepy Hollow because... He lost his faith when he was like seven. He's filling his mind, his rational mind with magical nonsense. Well, George Michael once told me, you gotta have faith. Mm-hmm. It's hard when your rational mind I gotta gets filled up with magical faith. nonsense. That is hard. Then he's, faith, the faith, the faith. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he slyly turns it around to make a capacitor. And he says he's very sorry to hit on her so soon after losing Casper Van Dien. She says, it's okay, he was in Shark to Purse Vicious Werewolf. And you were, <laughs> and you were in, what? He was in Shark the Puss versus Werewolf, and you were in Donnie Brasco, so it's, it's a slip. Okay. <laughs> wow, comparing those two movies is like. No. Wow. Tony is not a fan of that. Actually. I love it. Really. Octopus versus Werewolf, and you were in Donnie Brasco. No, no. Shark the Puss versus, versus Werewolf. werewolf. <laughs> Coming up on the podcast. Please, that's an Elaine that. pick. It's a monster. Oh my god. I love that you keep sprinkling in his terrible. <laughs> He's a bad if, if we get movies. one veto ever, you that's don't. mine. <laughs> I've never seen Sharktopus versus Werewolf. Yeah. I kind of want to. Yet. Veto. 
It's uh, it's so bad that if you go on Voodoo and click on it, it gives you a credit. <laughs> like, how much is it? No, no, you get a dollar. <laughs> Crane wakes up, and uh, again, because he does a lot of waking up in this movie. So someone handed Keeps him facing. a script with that on the front. And Casper Van Dien's like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Did he read the script or you think he did? He like, probably should have said, it cold, man. He didn't what care. the hell? He said, money? Sure. I like money. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> I haven't seen that Look, in a while. The problem with those kind of movies is it's not the actors that take those jobs because they just need work. They got to mm-hmm. feed people. It's the movie studios that say, sure, I'll give you $10 million to make that. Do you they're know just why? throwing money at stuff. Because Sharknado hit. Yeah. So they're just Sharknado like, lowered the bar for all kinds of movies. Yeah, they're like, I don't know, I don't dig it, but fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and oh that movie Lord. apparently made a bunch of money. It did. So they made like four what, of them. What do we know? <laughs> Crane wakes up and Miss Van Tassel is it Van Tassel is uh, tending yeah. to him. She leaves and then Crane is. I think my tri- mother in law is an axe murderer. <laughs> That's Crane. Lady Van Tassel, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Her stepmother. Because he's like, where's Christina? She's like, look, she was with you all night. Katrina. Katrina. Yeah, what is the matter with me? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your fault. You're welcome. It's, it's Christina. <laughs> Are you stupid or dead? <laughs> I may be both today. <laughs> she leaves and Crane tries to figure out who is the most likely person to be controlling the horseman. He mulls, it over, mulls over each suspect like Holmes would. And then, aha. He figures it out. He goes to Where's question. Where's the spoon? <laughs> he beat Joe Lewis's ass. Uh, he goes to question <laughs> Alfred. Uh, this scene is kind of crap. It's very convenient set of events. The screenwriter holds your hand through the whole conspiracy thing. Uh, the screenwriter. Pretty much, because he goes in there and like he's like, "What's that?" That's my father's briefcase that has the will in it from earlier. Like, really? Like that? Isn't that convenient? Convenient. We find every MacGuffin. Like, yeah. wow, we're an hour and a half into this movie. We need to wrap it up quick. Yeah, we need to Put everything in one room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Peter Van Garrett was secretly seeing Miss Winship. They got uh, pregnant and he... And married. Ch- changed, they got to married. Changed his will so she would inherit They everything. got to married? It was a secret marriage. And if she died, her child would. Reverend Steinwick performed the secret marriage. Dr. Lancaster attended the pregnant uh, Mrs. Winship. Because they were expecting company. Yeah. Magistrate Phillips made sure it happened legally. Notary Hardenbrook concealed the documents that were entrusted to his servant, Masbeth, the boy's father, who was also a witness at the will signing. So Crane surmises that this leaves Baltus Van Tassel as the most to gain from this whole thing. He must have stolen the horseman's yeah. head and therefore controlling the headless horseman. He's got the motive. He's got the he's touch. Because he's the next to inherit. Cranier. Richest guy in Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he has like five whole bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he gets all the inheritance, then he'll have ten whole bucks. <laughs> <laughs> In 17-whatever year this is, that's like a bajillion dollars. (laughs) He probably gets a bunch of land and livestock. They do make a comment that this dude... There seems to be a lot of apples around. Whatever his name is, is already Christina's dad. (laughs) It's Christina! It's already like the town elder. Like He he owns like everything in the town. But this dude that died is still wealthier. Well, there's a scene yeah. where they say something about him being everybody's landlord and everybody's yeah. banker yeah. and everybody's, yeah. Um, so, Crane returns to the Van Tassel estate 
He finds Katrina in his room. They chat. Why are you here? She says her father thinks... Because it is yours. Crane should return to New York. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. She tells him, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> she has looked at his notes where he wrote down that he thinks Baltus is the leader of the whole conspiracy. Because this is what he did. He's brainstorming. He's in his head with, with He made a flow chart. And he made a little <laughs> made a <flow> chart. <laughs> notes as he was brainstorming. And the notes come out to say... Yeah. Because he just like wrote the He's first just two words of down. every sentence. Yeah. And it's very disjointed. It's like one of those together. free-form writing exercises yeah. where you just yes. write the first thing that pops in your head. As you're trying to brainstorm and figure out what's going on. Yeah. And it, the notes end up saying like everything points to... Baltus Van Tussle. Yeah. It's a great name. But that's not what he was Baltus? thinking. No, Baltus. If I was to ever have another kid, wouldn't Baltus? be Baltus. No. no. <laughs> I'm, I might veto Baltus. Ooh, veto. That's a good one. We should name him Vito. Mm. Oh, God. So she gets upset. <laughs> you brought it up. Vito. She gets upset and leaves. And then uh, looking around the room, they notice that he has a, him and the boy notice that he has a magic ward drawn under his bed. Because oh, there's a spider. Um, and he freaks out no, and jumps no, on his bed. No, it's not a spider. It's a fucking tarantula. <laughs> I think it's huge. And, and he hairy. jumps on his bed and he's like, kill it. No, wait, stun it. And the boy just goes under the bed and he's like, there's something under here. And then they move the bed and then they see pink chalk. Why is the chalk pink? Yeah. <laughs> That's Why is a the good rum question. Gone? Odd choice. Because if she, chalk, had chalk, if she had chalk, it would be white or she Maybe could yellow. use charcoal yeah. would, to make it like black. But hot pink? Hot pink. Tim Burton, get your shit together. I think it was just to stand out so you'd remember it. Yeah. But, but she's drawing yeah, some kind of arcane symbol underneath his bed. Yes. Also, the spider. You ever see arachnophobia? Remember the boss? It's that fucking big. <laughs> it's not quite that big. No, the boss spider in arachnophobia is the that. same size as my head, which is why that movie scares the shit out of me. <laughs> now if you have John Goodman and smash it, rock and roll. You know who the hero of arachnophobia is? Jeff Bridges. It's not Jeff Bridges. No, not Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. The other guy. It's the other guy. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because he's not heroic at all. It's a president from... Um, oh, um... Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yes. Anyway, the way. I never saw his name. Lone Star. What? Arachnophobia. Oh, I thought you were going to say Independence Day. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, really? Bill Pullman? Yeah. Bill Pullman. That's it. I he saves the day from the spiders, from the Brazilian <laughs> spiders. <laughs> so Crane follows someone out of the house and into the woods. But now he thinks, he thinks it's an evil magic symbol. Yeah. It's a bad thing. And that's why bad things have been happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He comes across across two people doing the hibbity dibbity. Hibbity dibbity. And it's uh, some man and Lady Van Tassel. Oh. So he runs back to his room, and uh, but the evidence that he put in his desk is gone. And uh, Katrina took it and is burning it at her old cottage's fireplace. Crane catches up with her, asks why she's doing this, and she says to save her father from accusation. Crane explains he has to be impartial. Uh, if her dad is guilty, then that's just how it is. She says, she's like, but he's not. He's like, but the evidence. She's like, figure out a different way to read this evidence because he's not. She she's says, like, uh, I don't love you anymore. Yeah, basically yeah. she almost fell for him. And Crane says, no, he thinks that she did fall for him. Otherwise, why would she follow him into the haunted woods with the horseman? And she says, well, why was that a big deal? If my father's controlling the headless horseman, I was safe anyway. Mm-hmm. She's That's an excellent point. point. Yeah. Back at the state, Crane is trying to get info about Katrina from her stepmom. He's obviously nervous after seeing her with some dude in the forest. 
she tells him Katrina won't come down anymore. She's staying in her room. But more importantly, more importantly, she I'm, knows he's been watching her. She knows Crane saw her in the forest, and she makes him promise not to tell her husband. But before he can answer, her husband actually bursts through the room, in, into the room through the door. Hardenbrook has hung himself. The Reverend has called an emergency meeting at the church tonight. And Hardenbrook was the notary. Yeah. Alfred. Yeah. Lady, later, Lady Van Tess, Tesla. What's her name? Tassel. Tassel. And Tesla? You know, like the things that girls have on their boobies. <laughs> exactly. Do you Where have to you put your hands by your boobies and wing your fingers around? Yes. She's so sprinkling That's fairy boobies. That's the only boobies. one to say. <laughs> it's the only way sprinkling to say Tesla. Put an eye out with that thing. <laughs> Ooh, helicopter boobs. <laughs> Lost my place. <laughs> well, because the tassel's the no, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So again, hi mom. <laughs> Lady Van, hi Jean. Lady Van Booby Tassels is collecting <laughs> arrowroot to heal her wound up. Thought it was black root. Whatever. It'll put hair on her chest. Whatever. It's no. Whatever. She wants to heal her wound, not put hair on her chest. Whatever. My mom raised me on black root. <laughs> the last thing she's gonna want is a hairy chest. <laughs> Willow. 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 That's what that is. Okay. <laughs> Damn it! That that <laughs> Greatest swordsman that ever lived. And then falls down. <laughs> God, that movie's so good. So anyway, we cut to the. Um, but is it underappreciated? She's looking through, no. looking for flowers, um, and the horseman roll. Her husband rides up, and behind her is the horseman. He gets scared and runs away. We cut to the church. People are pouring in when Baltus rides up to Katrina, saying that the horseman has killed their, her stepmother, his wife. Then uh, the headless horseman rides down the middle of the town, craning the boy. Crane and the boy uh, run into the church with everyone else. Inside the church, everyone's screaming and running around. The Reverend and the doctor grab Baltus, and uh, they say, you're the one that he's after, so they're going to throw him out. How do they know that he's the one that he's after? This is, I mean, interesting that the Reverend has deduced this information. (laughs) Well, which one of them was sleeping with Lady Von Boobytassel? (laughs) Everybody... Really? Lady Von Boobie? You know what? I'm pretty sure no, everybody... She's my new favorite character. Scene, Watch that. Lady Von Boobie. In the scene where she's having sex in the field, which one of them is it? I think it's that... It's the Reverend. It's yeah. the Reverend. Yes. Okay. Because she says at some point, he was going to be quiet because we were sleeping together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Reverend is the one that says, look, the horseman's after you. Maybe he knows. <laughs> I mean, he's not a very reverent reverend. No. So he must therefore fall, therefore fall to the reverend, the revenant, <laughs> revenant, rev, rev, uh, wow. revenant. You lost. See, you're back with Tony's um, serpent singing swinging swords. <laughs> you just can't get it happen. <laughs> so Katrina jumps to the floor and starts to draw symbols. Uh, Crane watches the horseman, um, and he the horseman runs around the church grounds, but he can't seem to get in. He, he ends up throwing one of his axes, but it disintegrates as soon as it touches the church's soil. Militia smash out the windows of the church and start shooting at the horsemen continuously, but it doesn't seem to... Which has never done anything really before. Affect her. <laughs> but, I mean, men, they probably haven't had the opportunity to really shoot at him before, so they don't know. Yeah. And the only one that does know is Brom, but he was sadly ripped in half. <laughs> well, sadly. And Crane knows. <laughs> yeah, he was ripped in half. Crane's tried, and he knows. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> And he keeps trying to tell people, look, he can't come in here. We're we're safe in here. Somehow I feel like that Brahm should have been like just 
the chest part, dragging himself. I'm in the scene. <laughs> I'm here. Hey guys, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And they're Flesh like, wound. <laughs> and they keep kicking him over. Shut up, Brom. But inside, Beltus pulls a pistol and aims it at the Reverend and the Doctor. He says he's not getting thrown out to that monster. Anybody that touches me is catching one of these. Doctor Lancaster says, "Then it's time for all of this to end," and he begins to confess. Uh, to what the four conspirators, doctor, magistrate, notary, and the priest all did. But the reverend pulls down a cross and smashes his head in. The funny part about that is, um, if you watch that scene, he actually did smash his head. They cut it real quick, but in the trivia it tells you this, and they had to rush Emperor Palpatine to the hospital. <laughs> wow. Because he got fucking smashed in the head pretty And that's hard. how his face got messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it was hideously deformed. <laughs> um, and he's like, Power! Then Beltus shoots the priest in his own church. Damn, that's cold. Yeah, that, cold bloody. Mm-hmm, like Charlie Murphy. The horseman uh, says, fuck all this shit. Well, he actually doesn't say that because he didn't have a head, but... And he doesn't speak. He can yeah. see like a hawk. Well, he tears up part of the For some without eyes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he uses echolocation like a bat. <laughs> Maybe. <don't know. laughs> Maybe he uses the force. Maybe. But, uh, but he tears up a fence post and ties a rope to it and pulls a get over here. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, move. he scorpions this oh motherfucker through a window. This is awesome. <laughs> Guess pulls, what makes the list? <laughs> this is awesome, and we're adding this to our list of greatest yeah. shots because so, Jason with the bow and arrow. Yeah. I mean, Riggs was like, yeah. So the Hessian. So not only nine, with, ten, ten with the fence in the world post, made that shot. <laughs> spears him. So against the wind. Rips him out the window and manages to pull him just enough so that his head comes off hollow ground so he can cut it off. Good, mm-hmm. good times. Like, and he does all this without eyes. Yeah. And ears. Yeah, that's a pretty amazing shot. <laughs> like, I think this might it be might, number one. Yeah, it might, it might knock Hopper off. Because <laughs> Hopper did have eyes, technically. <laughs> I, only I the one. they worked. Only that's the true. one. All right, so he only had one. So only the one. Yes. one eye over him. We'll give him that his depth perception was a little bit off, but this guy had no perception. He couldn't. He, no, had, he, had, he had supernatural perception. Of all of his five senses, <laughs> he had maybe <laughs> one. <laughs> and he was wearing gloves, so his touch was a little sketchy at best. True, true. <laughs> So I'm going to go with uh, Headless Horseman number one with a stake through the heart. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to revisit this on our 200th episode. Our 200th episode? 150th. Maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Right there. Katrina faints because it's been 10 minutes and uh, drops her pink crayon. It's not a crayon. Her dad just died. I know. You're like, she faints. Well, you keep saying, you keep protecting her. These people faint every 10 minutes. I know this is horror, a horrible situation, but it's a horror movie. Buck up a little bit. All right. Uh, you know what? You know what? If my dad just got um, fence posts through the chest and ripped out a window, I might faint. I'm what if a faint. spider crawled past you? She didn't I'm going to jump out of church. the only pizza. time she has fainted. The whole she only faints like twice. I think yeah, she faints, she faints a couple times. She faints twice and Ichabod faints, faints seven times or something. Ichabod like faints every time a yeah. scene ends. He needs to buck up. Yeah. She's doing just fine. She's a witch. You know what we do to witches? Must be the season of the witch. <laughs> Get it, he just get you, punk ass bitch. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Crane sees the symbol and he notices the color and he knows it's the same as the one under his bed. So he comes to the obvious, obvious conclusion: she's controlling the head of his horseman. Uh huh. What? So now Katrina is sleeping. Uh, Crane says goodbye to her, even though she's sleeping, and he's looking through his sketch pad, where we see Crane and Katrina forever. Blah blah blah. 
He throws it in the Mr. fire. Mr. and Mrs. Ichabod Crane. <laughs> yeah. Katrina Ichabod. He Katrina writes her Crane. name out and his name out and crosses all the same letters. Mm-hmm. But uh, he throws it in the fire. Then he pulls a spell book out she gave him and he thinks about throwing that in as well. Then he leaves. While the boy's like, you're leaving? And he's like, yeah, I'm done. He's like, she didn't do it, dude. I've known her my whole life. She didn't do it. Well, while riding off um, in the carriage, he, he plays with the thaumatrope and sees Lady Van Tessa's headless body being taken into the grave, taken into the, be uh, buried or whatever. Uh, Crane pulls out the spell book and opens it right to the page with the spell sigil on it. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's amazing. It's a spell to protect the, one the that was one under the bed and on the floor I mean, of the church. Of all the amazing shit that's happened to protect in the movie a loved one This from is the evil. most amazing. That's pretty amazing. That's amazing. Well, you know, she probably was recently looking at that spell because she needed it a bunch of times. So it's probably maybe she bent the spine of the book so that when you open it, really? it pops because when right she there. drew it on the floor, she closed her eyes. So I don't see how she needs to keep looking it up. I think She's trying to remember it. Sometimes think, you close uh, your eyes to remember a thing. You don't yeah, ever do that. No. I think Elaine might be a witch. She's very protective of this mm-hmm. character. Every time I say she's a witch, she says, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. So there's I'm only one way to find out. We need to throw me into a pond. <laughs> Do you weigh more than a duck? Is that what it is? Yep. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I've only got the one. Very small rocks. All right. So he orders the coach to turn around. He runs into the morgue and opens the coffins. He finds Lady Van Tessa, Tessa's boobies or whatever her name is. Hand wound. Tassel. Yeah. Van Booby Tassel. <laughs> Booby Tesla. And, uh, Tesla. So is there going to no, be a coil or something? <laughs> there's no healing in No, but they quality. can sing. And if you make your Tesla coil sing, girls will show you their boobies. We learned that in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> so the wound is not healing. It's not clotting. It was made after she died. And it's not her. Uh, remember, usually, remember from the beginning, usually somebody is beheaded to hide their ID. It's not mm-hmm. three shadowing. It's four shadowing. <laughs> Katrina is sitting by the fire uh, when her wicked stepmother walks in, and Katrina faints. Hey, check that out, Carl. All right. Well, she just sees a dead woman. <laughs> Again, I, I standing up for some witches legit. over here, man. I'm just saying. Just, yeah. It's legit. She's, she's got look, look, look. ducks. These women just want to read their books. <laughs> no, one of them, they're, at least one of them, bald, but we know they're all clearly witches. Look, you would think that Spoiler Katrina, alert, they're all witches. You would think that Katrina, who's clearly a witch, would have a stronger constitution. I mean, Ichabod Crane. You mean of, the one that cuts birds' feet off and does, dicks them in Eye of Newton and all that shit? Yeah, you think I so? I mean, at least she didn't eat an eyeball. Well, that we saw. She didn't do any cocaine and burn one. So... Yeah, like I said, Katrina faints again. Tony's right. And uh, I feel bad. <laughs> I really wish you weren't. <laughs> I feel bad. If, I feel hey, wow, bad. right. Carly's <laughs> mad that you're right. Like, Look, Welcome to my world. <laughs> her dad just died. When, Pete, when you lose a loved one, you have unusual emotional reactions, like fainting at the sight of your dead stepmother. I'm some, saying. Some hard protection of witches. I'm just saying, John. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I got Perhaps pink, I got I pink chalk. <laughs> we'll go under your bed. Okay. Make sure we draw the sigil right. You damn right. We'll open it up to right the same page. Yeah. If we support the witches that are in this movie. All right, look. Ones, and I'll put the bitches in this book over here. I don't, I don't support all of the witches in uh, this movie. We'll see. But the good ones. We'll see. <laughs> so anyway. Who do we want? Witches. When do we want them? Now. I say that the future crane children might need a helmet because their two parents faint at the drop of a hat every time. <laughs> 
They're like those. He's like one of those fainting goats. Yeah. <laughs> so should put a video of that up on the Facebook page with. So Tesla boobies cuts some of Katrina's <laughs> hair off, and starts the headless horseman summoning spell. That's one black, two colorless mana. The horseman jumps from the tree. She explains to Katrina that she controls the horseman. And she killed the missing servant girl and used her body for a, a double since Baltus ran from the scene. Her witch name yeah, is Exposition. And, yeah. and, he's, and she's like, but dad said you died. And, he, and she's like, he ran away like a coward. Like you would. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would have jumped on the blade for you. Oh. I would have attacked for you, and too. You both right? would have ended up dead. <laughs> no, Aline would have been fine. She's a witch. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> I control the horseman. <laughs> She'd have threw some spells at him and that would have been it. I'd be dead, but she'd throw some spells at him and she'd be fine. I would protect him. But she's like, look, here goes. I saw the Hessian die. I was with my sister. We had lost our home because Mr. Van Garrett gave it to your family. Because her, her dad died, and despite their many long years of accurate rent payments, he, he took their land and gave it to Katrina's dad. So she made a pact with Satan to control the horsemen to exact revenge. Mm-hmm. On everybody affiliated, mm-hmm. anybody who was involved, and to make it so she would be the heiress. At this point, the boy sneaks in to the conversation in the background. They're in a windmill. Yeah. Yes. For any reason? No reason? Why are they in a windmill? I just have to point we, out they're in a it's windmill. It's not like this windmill because is the a, um the flying zeppelin had been created yet. Yeah. Um, Tesla boobies gets everything. If Katrina dies, uh-huh. so Katrina has to die for her. Katrina's like, you already have everything, and she's like, not until you did. Yeah, because no, the way the will didn't say were, like that. <laughs> she killed Van Garrett, thinking the son's gonna inherit. She killed him. Next was going to be this family, the Brom, yeah, the Van Tassels. But then we find out the about the tassels. widow, so the widow, the widow had to go. The widow has married Mr. Van Garrett, and she's getting everything now. The son wasn't involved at all. He could have lived. <laughs> Well, so, no, he still had to die. But uh, but the thing that bothers me about it all is uh-huh. she also kills her sister. Why didn't she use her sister's body as hers? They're twins. Yeah, but you can see that her sister has, has like a disease or something. She's not in as good a shape dead? as the widow. Okay. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. I just, she's a twin. I mean, so, they are twins, but they're not exactly identical. You know? And you see, like, you see her head... Or you see her face, she's got, like, and she's got sores. Yeah, her, she, yeah, she's got issues. Okay. You, got, when you're channeling the other all the time, see, there's two it sides. doesn't give you perky boots. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. There's two sides to every Schwartz, okay? See, mm. the upside is the downside. He's got the, she's got the upside, this one's got the downside. I got you. And sometimes you get your Schwartz twisted. Oof. That's all right. I hate so, it when it happens. She kills the widow. Then she has to kill everybody who knows about the widow that mm-hmm. might give it away. So that's why the I'm gonna kill you and her husband. Had to go. I don't know why the boy had to die. I'm with you on that. But I don't know because right, she controls back. who he kills, and the boy was hiding. So she said specifically to kill the little boy. Yeah, so which she, is terrible. Then she kills her husband. She has the horseman kill her husband, but she doesn't inherit because everything's now left to the daughter, Katrina. Katrina. God, I just want to call her Christina. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> the horseman bursts through the door. Katrina and the boy run outside just in time to catch up with Crane, and then they all hide in the windmill. The horseman follows. They all climb to the top and then set it on fire using the windmill rotor from the top to get back down. They to the ride bottom. one of the sails down yes. to the bottom, which is cool. But Come this scene away. where the horseman Stay is away. following them to the top of the uh-huh. windmill, 
that's when I really was like, damn, this motherfucker. See, and <laughs> I got a companion around because when they're all running into the windmill, mm-hmm. um, evil, evil booby tassels mm-hmm. says, "Watch your heads." Yeah, that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so then they they set it ablaze mm-hmm. and it explodes. Explodes. <laughs> it explodes. Why? Because that's amazing. That's why. Because <laughs> that's where they also keep the C four. And yeah. the little boy's like, "Is he dead?" And John's like, like, that's the problem. He was already <laughs> dead. And now he's coming after us. But they yeah. run to his tree. Well, the three heroes jump on a stagecoach stage and haul ass with the horseman in tow. Horseman jumps onto the carriage, but Crane blasts him off um, with now, a gun. Now, when he's setting up the gun, and he's going to shoot the horseman on the horse, mm-hmm. I'm like, holy fuck, is this going to be another one of our shot situations? But then the horseman comes up over the side of the coach, so he's right there. I'm like, okay, I can agree that he made that shot. <laughs> and then Crane's knocked off by a tree branch and lands on Daredevil. The horseman's horse, man. Which is also a thing that happened in the cartoon. Yep. And Daredevil and also, mm-hmm. also can't see. True. But Dare- can. And has echolocation. For sure, for sure. Because Daredevil got the TGRI oobs in his face. Yep, from the turtles. Same stuff. So Crane sees the horseman true story. hanging on the rear axle. He uses Daredevil to catch up. He leaps onto the horseman's back, knocks him off, and climbs back on. The horseman catches Daredevil's stirrups and pulls himself back up onto the saddle, then rides up and jumps onto the top. The horseman and Crane fight on top of this little space. Katrina and the boy jump on the front horses, and Crane jumps onto the, I don't know what it's called. Like the axle the or something? connector piece in the front, just as the carriage hits this giant log and it almost breaks in half. And then they run off on the horses while the carriage is running wild with uh, the horseman on top, and it smashes into a bunch of trees. In the trivia, it said that Johnny Depp did all his own stunts during this particular scene, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Way to go. Way to go, Johnny Depp. They all arrive at the Tree of the Dead. He did not do all all of his own stunts in Pirates of the Caribbean. No, but he did in that particular scene. Well, he was younger here. He wasn't as brittle. Uh, This is only a couple (laughs) years before the first one. Well, maybe this is maybe he got hurt and he decided I'm not doing all my own stunts I'm doing again. This shit no more. He's like, I'm done with that. Like, remember when you jumped from the horse to like the ground? Yeah, that hurt. All right, well now you need to come from a boat to the fucking nope, pier. Nope, sorry. Back to my no, sorry, no. Well, they all Dang. arrive at the Tree of the Dead. Uh, Tesla Titties rides up on a horseback. <laughs> she pulls a pistol and aims for Katrina. Uh, Crane moves on her, but so she blasts Ichabod in the chest. He falls down. Uh, oh no! Lady it- Van Tassel grabs Katrina and tells. <clears throat> tells the approaching horseman to kill her. She's right here! Which As if he didn't he know. He was already doing anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a face. Yeah, but he has to have some way of tracking her. Curdy <laughs> discovered this. But Ichabod's not dead. The spell book stopped the bullet. Crane tackles the lady it's off... It's like the cigarette case. Off her horse. Right! <laughs> nice pull from Johnny Dangerously. because he, she told him to keep it close to his heart. Mm-hmm. It'll protect him. Mm-hmm. She saw the future because she's a witch. Mm-hmm. Maybe. She's a witch. We know she's a witch. So Undisputed. It's a, what we call but what's a disputed is, can she see the future? Apparently. If she could see the future, then she would have known that it was her evil stepmother. <laughs> or does she just, the future is hard to see sometimes. Or yeah. does she just it's get like a good feeling a sometimes? You get the whole picture. So, Crane tackles Are the lady. Are you a witch? Do you see the future? <laughs> How do you know this information? I'd rather Nostradamus. I'd rather not discuss Nostradamus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Back oh, in the movie. oh, I'm sorry. Crane tackles Tesla titties off her horse, <laughs> and the horseman's head fumbles up for grabs. 
Crane goes for recovery at the 30-yard line, but the lady's all over him. The boy picks up a large tree branch and smashes her on the head. She's out. Fumble Ruski. Fumble Ruski. Yep. The horseman grabs Katrina and goes to cut her head off. Then Crane tells him to go long. Crane passes <laughs> to the horseman. It's good. First down. And then he puts his head on. And then it's weird. And then he turns back into Christopher Walken and it looks less scary. Is that a spike in the bowl? He puts it on his head. Do you remember in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when the guy's face melts off? This is the reverse. It melts on. It's equally as upset. Somehow to me he looks like fucking more badass now than he did with that head. So he picks up Lady Van Tassel because he's lonely. Booby Tassels. Some kind of head joke here. And I'm he sure. gives her a really, really painful looking kiss. Well, he's got spike teeth. So. Yeah. yeah, but you don't need to bite someone to kiss them. All right, look, oh, really? it's been a really long time since he's had a face. He doesn't really know how to use his head. <laughs> That's true. We well, don't know how much kissing he was doing. He before. might not be he able to He was doing see. no kissing for a while. He didn't have a fucking head. <laughs> no, I mean when he was alive before he died. All right, well, it's been a while either way. I don't way. think he was kissing many ladies as he filed his teeth at the spikes. Maybe. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. he was in. I don't know. Anyway, this kiss. Maybe he's a necrophiliac. Well, she's she's gonna have a bad couple hundred years. Here. Well, she shouldn't have given her traded her soul to Satan because this is what happens when it's you deal with Satan. Yeah. Then they jump into the tree and go to hell together. Oh, Crane faints. Honeymoon in hell. It's been ten minutes, <laughs> and the next day the whole town turns back into a Thomas Kincaid painting. <laughs> Crane gets Katrina to move back to New York. Which I don't. Yeah, I've never yeah. understood why Katrina moves to New York with him. That's what Carly she's, said. Because she fucking rich. She inherited. <laughs> she's got all the land. She's but, a banker. She's but nothing. Everybody she's she knows is rich. dead. That's she probably true. sells the land and uses that to fund well, who's buying his the land? research. Who's buying the land? Nobody's buying There's, the land. All Somebody. these dead people in the last year. Nobody's like, ooh, I she's want that. She's selling land. it to the rich dude <laughs> four towns over. Probably rich witches. Maybe she went to New York to sell the land to somebody. All right, just so you know, that Sleepy Hollow is now Times Square. Okay. That land became Times no, Square. <laughs> it became Albany and the new Albany. Capital. It's Albany, it's not still, Albany. It's still Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we have wine company. Uh, right. Oh man, you should have brought a bottle. Well, yeah, dude. What the fuck? White wine. I don't care, but it would have been apropos. Uh, Carly. Oh, goodness, you're doing me first. Oh, that's right. You have, you're stuck <laughs> yeah, pick somebody else. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. I'm ready. I'll do last. My favorite character <laughs> is Ichabod Crane. He's just, Johnny Depp is really good. Fuck yeah. My least favorite character is Gary Alper. Who is Gary Alper, you ask? He's the fucking sound mixer. <laughs> I was so angry at this movie. It's so, the the soundtrack like, is so loud. Fuck this. Yeah. No, the soundtrack is so loud and their speaking is, is so true? quiet. I ha- couldn't understand anything. It was like fucking mumblecore. There's quite a few movies. I was, we always have closed captions. I didn't even notice. It's, look, it's the second thing I wrote down. The sound mixing is terrible. And then I went on the IMDb to find who this fucker was. <laughs> I was so angry. And then she cast a spell on him. Say it, Elaine. <laughs> and I got out my voodoo you doll. I got out my boot or my little voodoo doll, and I put a pushpin right in his face. Right in his tallywhacker. Cause, goddamn, I was pissed. So, all right, we, all right. fuck you, Gary. <laughs> my favorite scene. Elaine's is, gonna have the horseman kill Gary. And anybody who looks like Gary is when um, the council of character actors and Johnny Depp mm-hmm. are at Mazebeth's crime scene and Johnny Depp describes what happened with yeah. the galloping. Oh, yes. It's just really good. My favorite line 
it's not really a great line, but it's the only time I laughed in the whole movie. When they're in the woods and Katrina and Crane are about to kiss and then young May Smith interrupts and says, pardon my intrusion, I think you better come and look at this. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. So that's my favorite line. My favorite tertiary object is the scarecrow with the cool jack-o'-lantern head. Mm. It's a really, really good effect. It looks really cool. What's cool about that, so you don't notice unless you have to watch it again, mm-hmm. that's the scarecrow with the pumpkin head. It's actually uh-huh. holding a lollipop that it was, that was eating. Okay. Yeah. And it killed people with a lollipop. That's huh. really intriguing. And you say I should watch it again? Funny story, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember really enjoying this movie. I was so angry I couldn't understand anything, and I almost fell asleep, and I watched this at 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> That's the um, perfect time to go to the dentist, by the way. So I'm going to give this a nay. Elaine does not enjoy this movie any longer. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh. Lost a fan. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. <laughs> Go it's all Gary's fault. You ready? Okay, I'll, I'll go. Gary. All right, so my favorite cr- uh, character is also Ichabod Crane, mm-hmm. because Johnny Depp. Um, playing Angela Lansbury and a 14-year-old girl. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. And it works. And it works because he's Johnny fucking Depp. Uh, my least favorite character? You know, I had a hard time picking one, so I went with booby tassels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she was just kind of pointless, and then she was Captain Exposition at the end there, and it's like, all right, whatever. She's the main bad guy. How is that pointless? Eh, she Without didn't... her, nothing would have happened. Yeah, but I don't know. Just didn't She's date. the glue. Yeah, she was. She needed a better reason to be such an asshole and kill all those people. Other than I got evicted. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is when the headless horseman grabs a spike, ties it to a rope, mm-hmm. goes forty yards, throws it, goes long, goes fishing through, for a dude, <laughs> through a glass window into a chest, and yanks the guy out. <laughs> Drags him away. Yeah, the the greatest shot ever. It's impressive. That's my favorite scene. My favorite tertiary object is the magistrate's mullet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a yak's wig. Because I'm like, of all like the hair pieces they gave people, like, all right, yeah, and we're going to give you a mullet. And he's like, we got mullet. But I'll give you one milky eye. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll take it. So it's the mullet. <laughs> My favorite line... <laughs> Is when the boy says, "Is he dead?" And Johnny Depp goes, "Well, that's the problem. He was already dead." Yeah. <laughs> and that's everything. Yes. Object, yeah. scene, least favorite. Got yep. it all. Mm-hmm. Boy, look at me. Yay, no, nay, may bay. No notes, by the way. <laughs> uh, I will yay this movie. Okay. Uh, it's a good pick. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's not the Sleepy Hollow story. Don't go into it looking for the Sleepy Hollow story, mm-hmm. and you'll enjoy it. Okay. That and Christopher Walken's in it. How can you go wrong with Christopher Walken? Mm-hmm. All right. He doesn't do a lot of walking, just riding. Just for riding. All right, Christopher riding, you. <laughs> My favorite character, also Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina. <laughs> I just, I kind of wish. Now you know she's different... a witch. Yeah, you guys all have it's to not because together. she's a witch. Okay, okay. It's because she's Christina Ritchie, <laughs> who I don't dislike. I just can't forget. That she's Christina Ritchie. Is it because she's blonde? Because it just looks weird the whole maybe. time. But there was just something about it. Like, it just didn't flow well for me. And I didn't like... Mm-hmm. I think okay. if a different actress had done it, it wouldn't have bothered me. Like, they, that character would They tried to get one on a writer, but she said no. Mm-hmm. Well, because her and Johnny Depp weren't really on good speaking terms. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> like, but, who's the star uh, Johnny Depp? No. <laughs> but I just... 
Even if like, the, he doesn't want to see me, he had to get a tattoo removed. The servant girl had been her. It wouldn't have bothered me. Just somebody else. That's okay. My favorite line was, "Villainy wears many masks. None so dangerous as the mask of virtue." Ooh, that's deep. My favorite scene was when Ichabod wakes up after seeing the headless horseman, <laughs> and he's all in the corner of his bed, like, "No, you don't understand. It's a headless horseman." And they're like, "No, we do understand." <laughs> I can't tell you about it for two and a half hours. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object. I don't really have one. So Go to um, wax seal. How about, how about one of Christina's dresses? I almost picked um, Van Tasselboob's uh, dress that she wears at the that end. That was like Beetlejuice? Yeah, no, it was really good. Mm. Mm. Why don't you some pick nice one? dresses. So we can go with wardrobe. Should go with 27 I've dresses. i wardrobe, female wardrobe specifically, because male wardrobe. Wow, <laughs> Carly's very woman-centric for this movie. <laughs> witches, what are you going to do? <laughs> All right. You burn through them. Hey, and witches got to stick ditches. together. <laughs> then slam in the back of your Dragula. Yep. I am going to May May this Okay. I'm not going to be like, ooh, Tony, we should watch Sleepy Hollow. I don't think that's ever right. going to come out of my mouth well, again. This <laughs> is a rare occasion. Out, watch it. Yeah, but if it was on, I would not be like, ugh. So here's like, a rare occasion when we have one yay, Which one yay, and on. one May Bay. <laughs> so, Tony, you have to break the tie. Damn, you have a three-way tie pick? for the yay and May Bay. My well, favorite character, Ichabod Crane. Huh? Least favorite character, Jeffrey Jones, because he may be a child molester. And probably <laughs> definitely is. Yeah. Uh, favorite scene, it sucks because it was a tie, and it was your two scenes. It was the church, <laughs> the church scene and then the trying to convince everyone else that there's a headless horseman. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite line is, there is no horseman, there was no horseman, there will never be a horseman. He's behind me, isn't he? Behind me. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite tertiary object was the tree of the damned. Because you don't get to see enough trees to bleed. <laughs> wow, okay. And I will. It's the creepiest tree we've seen in well, movies actually, since The Last Witch Hunter. You know, maple trees bleed. It's, it's just maple syrup. It's not blood. It's sap. Much like Ichabod right. Crane. It's a sap. <laughs> we win. Sorry, I talked over your yay, Tony. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Yeah, you do that a lot. It's okay. We, we had a feeling he was going to yay. I mean, I, I was not a guarantee. Carly? <laughs> Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. On Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs and on Twitter at unmovie podcast. Give us song. Email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. If you tweet, I won't see it, but Elaine will. <laughs> I will. Mm. I do check the Twitter. And also, don't forget, friends, if you want to have your favorite object, least favorite character, and all that other fun stuff, read during your thing, don't forget to send it out to somebody. I'll never check it, the so email, don't send it to me. The email. Well, and, you know, listeners, if we know you and you give us your opinions on stuff, we will come back and update you later. Like our friend DJ, who recently listened to the Wreck-It Ralph episode and said, yes, Carly, I was the one with you at the movie yes. theater when you saw this. That's right, because he sent that, and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I know. Yeah, you didn't have any idea, but I It happened knew. a long, long time ago. A long, long, long time ago. <laughs> that was pre-Tony. All right, well, anyway. Yeah. Next time. On the podcast. He's Carly's pick. I know what it is. <laughs> Thank you for smoking. I was just giving y'all our time. <laughs> you should have uh, done the Ichabod Crane song from the Disney um, cartoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, too late. Oh, too late. Oh, I thought he might do the Ringing Rainbow so, song. I almost did Dragula because she's got a stuck in the head. <laughs> You're welcome. But I didn't want to say anything about burning witches around this crew. Oh. Whoa. Oh, 
Thank you for smoking. Uh, well, you know, that's going to be a good one. All right, then. I got so angry at this movie because I couldn't right. hear anything. I turned it up so loud, and then I went to watch something afterwards, and I haven't turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> After this, I'm mobile. Oh.